Hey guys, welcome to the Bold, Brilliant and Broke podcast. Dear broke creative that talks themselves out of their dreams, go stuck. I get it. I want you to know that I've been there. I know what it's like when everyone keeps on telling you how much potential you have, but you can't seem to make it click. You have so many ideas, you know that they're great ideas, but you just don't know where to start. And people keep on telling you that you should be charging more for your work but the thought of selling and raising the pr- your prices literally gives you the shits if you were nodding like crazy as i said any of those things it sounds like you might need some one-on-one time from a coach who has been there and can help you get to the next level there's a lot of things going on for you right now but you just need a strategy to help you in the next step so you can level up and go on to build the business of your dreams. There's a lot of mental clutter happening in your mind for now and you just want to get rid of it. You just want to be able to see clearly and know where your next step is. If that is you, then you need to book your free strategy session with me literally right now because it's about time the world knew your name. And you can do this at www.boldbrilliantandbroke.com and book a call with me there or through the link in my bio on Instagram at Kyra the Bold. <laughs> I can't wait to hear from you. Okay, hi guys. I'm here with the lovely Mandy and she has such an exciting story that I can't wait to share with you guys. But first of all, for the, pe- the listeners that don't know who you are, can you tell us who you are and what you do, Mandy? Hi, Kyra. Thank you so much for having me today. And I'm really hoping that all the listeners can get uh, so much value out of our conversation today. So I'm actually a clothing designer based out of Toronto, Canada. And more specifically, I make clothing uh, that's custom in the Indian wedding industry. So I don't know if you know, Kyra, uh, the Indian wedding industry is actually the second largest wedding industry in the world. And it's right, yeah, it's right up there after the Western wedding industry. So I saw a really huge potential in this very niche market. And um, a little bit about me. It's funny how I got here because I'm actually a registered nurse by profession. And I worked in a government job uh, as a public health nurse for about five years. And I have an undergrad in psychology and I went into nursing because I thought that it would open up a lot of doors for me financially in my career. And I got into public health right away after I graduated my degree. That's incredible. So there's so many things that I want to dive right into with that. And so can you tell us what was life like as a nurse? Like how, when did you have that calling that what you were doing after all your degrees and all the time and money you've invested in this career? How did you know that that was kind of not what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Yeah, so initially my plan in my career was to move up in the corporate world and become a manager and go for that six-figure salary in a very short amount of time. And as an employee, I was one of those really passionate and um, 
ambitious employees, always ready to get things done. But I was always somehow met with some sort of red tape. And I saw that the only people who were moving up were those who had about 10 or more years of experience, which I mean, is it that's not a bad thing in itself. But I, for me, it just didn't align with me. And I wanted uh, not only to be financially free, but I also wanted to have the freedom and balance in my life and my career. So, um, you know, I wanted, I wanted um, my journey to be a little bit more along the lines. Sorry, <laughs> can I start over? No, totally. So, yeah, so I didn't want to just work towards a retirement and I, I wanted to work for my own freedom and um, my own schedule and be able to decide when I wanted to go on vacation and spend more time with my son or travel more with my husband. So my journey into entrepreneurship started about five years back when I had my son. And after I went on to mat leave, I started thinking about my future um, and my son's future. And I looked around me and, and you know, I noticed that um, all of the people in my family who were entrepreneurs, uh, they were hustling all the time but i saw that they also had the balance and the freedom um to choose when what they wanted to do with their schedule when they wanted to do it so and growing up my dad was also an entrepreneur as well so um you know i i saw that growing up he always had time to sit at the dinner table with us and those were some of those things that i carried with me into my adult life and then especially when i had my son everything just changed for me and um, so after trying various businesses, I just wasn't passionate about many things. And shortly after I got back to work, I, um, one of my colleagues was actually getting married. And she would come to me for advice every day about her clothing and her wedding planning. And that's actually when she pointed out to me, she's like, I, I think you should really start this as a business. Okay. And yeah, so I, I got to thinking and at that time that you know why not what have I got to lose um you know I could try it and see where it goes so I got online I started an Instagram page and I found my first supplier and ordered some samples and I've never looked back since that's incredible like I'm so inspired by everything that you're saying so what do you think was the biggest thing you had to overcome so you said you had a few ideas and that they weren't what you kind of wanted to do and you had some dissatisfaction in your job what do you think was the biggest like mindset thing that you had to overcome when you were switching your careers yeah so for me the true turning point um was around the beginning of last year when i sat down to write my goals for the year um i really believe that once i truly started believing that i could turn my dreams into a reality by working towards it long term um, that I started to naturally make it happen for myself because initially when I started, it was just a side hustle, right? So I would see, I would go to work full time and I would see clients in my basement, like after work and on weekends. So, you know, I, I slowly started to like kind of collect inventory and like build this business on the side for myself. And eventually, um, you know, last summer after doing it for a couple of years, it really got so busy for me so I had to kind of make a decision um, I knew eventually that I would I would quit my job um, but 
it was just so scary to take that first step that, yeah. So that I really had to, you know, work on myself long-term to really be able to come to that decision. And I think uh, the more I started to learn a little bit about the secret and like shifting my mindset, um, that's really when things, um, you know, truly happened for me. And I just kind of put it out there last year that in the world, you know, that I will have, you know, I would quit my job one day and I would be able to make enough money to quit my job and pursue this and take this as a full time um, job. But, um, you know, it, it really took time for me to, to realize that. And I had to kind of step back and really look and see what is worth it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in transitioning from a full-time position uh, to now being a full-time entrepreneur, it, it, it happened for me over, it took like two years. So it wasn't just like an overnight decision. You know, it was something that I saw like, okay, like I, I had a list of things that I had to fulfill before I, uh, was able to quit my job. So I wanted to see that my business was, had the potential to um, benefit me, uh, to actually, you know, um, give me a stable earning and be able to support me full time. So, I mean, initially as a side hustle, I don't know about uh, many of the entrepreneurs out there. I don't know if they experience the same thing or not, but initially when you're side hustling, I don't think you're going to make like six figures before you quit your your day job right so that's something that you work towards yeah that's something that you work towards and so I you know I had to take that leap of faith and last September I just finally decided that you know what I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna really try this full time and what have I got to lose you know it's scary I, I jumped into it but um it happened the transition happened for me really really quickly when it once it did amazing and i've looked at your instagram and everything it looks like you're doing so well the pictures are so stunning of all the clients that you've helped create these magical memories with i would love to know what you you was just speaking then you said that there was you kind of had this period where you were testing your business if it actually can give you the revenue to support yourself and your family what kind of things did you do to test that your side hustle could that you could make that smooth transition yeah, like, I mean, as a side hustle, I just let the business naturally grow. So, I mean, I put my time and effort where I could um, when I was side hustling. And, you know, I started to see that clients, um, they were enjoying my work and they were loving the clothes that I was getting for them. And um, once they sort of started recommending other clients, that's when I knew that, you know what, I have something here. Yeah. So you know, this, I know it's a little bit scary for a lot of people to jump into something like this full time. But for me, it was really about following my intuition. And I had to train myself every single day to do so, and be confident enough to take that leap of faith. And um, once I quit my job, within a few months, I had a plan. So I traveled back home, I met with my suppliers, just to solidify our relationship because I've been working them for, with them for the past couple of years, but I never had the time to go and see them. Um, and then I finally, uh, you know, came back. I set up a location outside of my home. So I really made it into 
a full-time location, a business. Yeah, it really made it to a full-time thing for me. And that in and itself was a risk for me because, you know, going from working from home and then now all of a sudden and having, you know, some sort of a stable income on the side and now all of a sudden not having that stable income anymore, but jumping into this full time. Um, that was a little bit scary for me, but I'm glad I did it because once I actually did that and it created a professional space for myself, my sales um, and my revenue increased. Um, Incredible. Yeah. What do you think was your biggest fear when launching all of this? It was that, you know, what if I fail, right? What if I can't make enough money? You know, what some maybe in the back of my head a little bit about what are other people going to think of me? You know, some people in my family even said, you know, that, okay, like, it looks like you're a little bit crazy. Like, you know, you're leaving a really stable government job in order to go into something that, you know, you don't necessarily need a degree for, you don't necessarily need um, any sort of talent for. But I beg to differ because I think this, being a clothing designer, you not anybody can just get up and do it. You have to have a lot of patience in this field um, and you have to have a lot of people skills because, you know, the clients that I see, I have to be able to um, cater to their needs. And I deal with not only party wear, but I also deal with bridal and also menswear as well. So, you know, brides are, are really picky in what they want. So I have to be really patient and cater to them and make sure that, you know, I'm satisfying all of my clients and really taking the time and being available for them. So that's another one of the things that I, I took into consideration that if I'm going to do this, you know, my clients are coming to me um, you know, as an expert in this field, then I really should make myself more available to my clients during the week as well. So, you know, that was another thing that I was kind of scared of that. What if, you know, I have too much time on my hands now, you know, I was only really seeing clients on evenings and weekends. And, you know, once I got into it full time, I thought, okay, like, what if I have way too much time? And would people even want to come during the weekdays or not? But surprisingly, uh, you know, it's been a great ride journey so far and people are really um, enjoying that I'm available and they really like my space and they give me a lot of positive feedback so far. That's incredible. It's so nice to hear from someone who's kind of like taken like the leap and it kind of all worked out in your favor and it's all worked out to build this legacy that we're here discussing now. Now, I would love to kind of really get into this because I know a lot of my listeners are young creatives. They are working full-time jobs still, but they do want to be able to work full-time in their jobs. They basically want to live in their passion like you're doing. So I'd love to know that when at the beginning, when you set up your Instagram, what was it like when you first put it out there? I know you touched on this a bit briefly, but did you just start getting orders straight away? Or was there like a period where it was quite difficult? What was the beginning part of your business like? Yeah, so if you know, you're working a full-time job, that's fine. You can totally start a business like this and if, if you're passionate about it. Because um, in the beginning, it's not you know, there's not going to be orders straight away. So it takes a little bit of figuring out and also realizing you kind of have to figure out what your, who your clients are and where they are. So for me, I initially thought that, you know what, I would be able to post on Instagram and right away I'll get orders from all around the world. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, and obviously when I first posted, that wasn't the case, but 
um, you know, what I would recommend uh, to new designers would be to start uh, posting. So, so take pictures, so order in some samples, start taking pictures, um, you know, get your sister or your friend or anybody to model for you if, if they have to. And you'd be surprised there's a lot of um, people out there. So a lot of um, models and other vendors out there in the industry who are actually just like you and they're looking for people to collaborate, uh, collaborate with for photo shoots and for um, a lot of other events and things. So, you know, get out there, put your name out there. Don't be afraid to ask people and approach people for help. So if, you know, like, for example, like if, if there's a model that you specifically like, don't be afraid to message them and in a polite way, ask them if they would be willing to model for you. So in the beginning, yes, there's, there's a little bit of a period about, I would say it took me really about six months before I started getting some serious orders. Um, and the first few orders were really just kind of family and friends and um, people who, you know, just wanted to try me out. And I didn't really make a lot of money uh, off of them, but that's fine. That's what you have to do in the beginning. And I slowly got into where my margin should be. And, you know, that I took it from there. Amazing. It sounds like you just took it kind of step by step and not rushing mm -hmm. anything, really. Yeah. So that's another thing that I would, I would recommend for new entrepreneurs is to be really, really patient with yourself. If this is something that you want to do long term, know that it will definitely happen for you. Like you just have to work on your mindset and that's something that I continue to do so on a daily basis. And I think that you really just have to keep on putting yourself out there and be consistent with Instagram and other social media. And, you know, just keep on working on yourself continue to improve your platforms every single day. And that's what I'm doing. So now that I'm in it full time, you know, I have more time to really look and analyze and see what it is, what it is it that I really need to um, work on. So, I mean, like I, I already explained, like when I quit my job, that's when I actually really got into it full fledged. And I saw that, you know what, I needed a website. I, I don't only need just Instagram, but I need to, um, showcase my work on other platforms so I got a little bit more into Facebook and you know and now I'm going to be working on other platforms I'm hoping to go on to YouTube soon and you know I'm now even switching in the process of switching my website as well so that all really really helps and I think the other thing to keep in mind is that when you're an entrepreneur things can be pretty lonely in the beginning, especially because, you know, a lot of the times your friends and family may not be entrepreneurs and you may be the only one in this field and likely you are the only one doing what you're doing. That's yeah. why you went into it. Right. So, uh, it, it can be a little bit tough and it's hard to find a, a little bit of a community around you. So that's another thing that I would recommend is for you to find some sort of community. And if you go online, there's tons of communities online where you can meet people and you can converse with them and you can even you know join podcasts and groups and like do lots of exciting things yeah <laughs> do so many exciting things just like we yeah we met on a on a you know a social platform like that as well so I'm so glad that we did that yeah, so am I. Um, the platform that she's referring to, you guys, is Boss Babe, and it is an amazing platform. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm always 
raving and talking about them because the the support and community they provide is just insane like and I do really think that your mindset and the way you approach your business especially if it's like a still a free hustle a side hustle for you the way you approach it just changes when you have that community of people who are also doing the same thing like there's like a it's almost like there's like a seriousness to it like you see people doing the things that you want to achieve and you're like wow yeah like I'm in the right place like I found my home kind of yeah and that's what I, I think that really helps um, in, in your whole journey to being a full-time entrepreneur because when I joined this community boss babe I was side, still side hustling and I think part of you know a part of my mindset shift was came from boss babe um, because I saw all of these like-minded entrepreneurs and I saw a woman just going out there and getting what they wanted so I, I thought you know what that kind of gave me the boost of confidence that I needed. And I think it's a really, really good thing. And, and, just, and you don't have to join just Boss Babe. Like there's so many other communities out there that are doing these things. You just search for the one that fits you. Totally. So at the beginning of the conversation, you started by saying that the Indian wedding market is the second biggest in the world, second largest in the world. Um, so maybe someone maybe not as confident as you would take that as, oh, there's already so many people doing this. What do I have to offer to this space? It's such a busy, crowded market. So I would love to know, like, what is the reason why your clients choose you? And what do you provide that is different to people who are, say, operating in that same space as you? Yeah, so Kyra, I'm in uh, Toronto, Canada, and there's a lot of other Indian vendors um, who are selling clothing, but everybody I think has their own market and they have their own clientele. Um, and I truly believe that, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel in order to go into business. You don't have to come up with something brand new, but you know, you, you yourself are so unique that you are going to put your own twist onto things. So for me, I work by appointment only. Um, I give each and every one of my clients that privacy and that attention that they deserve and I think that they want. Um, you know, a lot of my clients give me that feedback where they say, you know what, we love coming in to see you in person, even though they can order online. Um, you know, a lot of my local clients, they choose to come in and see me. So I think that uh, is something that I kind of chose to stick with, even though I'm doing it full time now. Um, so I'm not like any other store where you could just walk in and come in, come in and browse and maybe briefly speak to me or pick up something off the rack and, and walk off. Like yeah. I'm actually, you know, giving my clients that boutique experience, that one-to-one -one attention that they deserve and, and they need. Totally. I, mm -hmm. I love that. It sounds amazing. So I would also like to ask, because I feel like I've learned a lot through Boss Babe and I had my, also my own mind shift through mindset shift through Boss Babe. And I'd love to know, this is a question I'm asking like all of my guests. What, how was your money story or your relationship to money different when you were maybe say in a full-time job to now that you're an entrepreneur? Yeah, so for me, I thought that I was going to be happy with just a salary, a stable income. And I really grew up kind of, I mean, I grew up with, with an immigrant, in an immigrant family. So my parents both 
you know, when they came to Canada, they barely had anything. And so for me, you know, and maybe a lot for like a lot of other immigrant, uh, you know, children of immigrant families, their parents always encourage them to, to grow up and become like a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse or some sort of professional and get, you know, get, make sure that they get the education and the degree. So naturally I didn't know any better. I thought, even though my dad was in business and he was an entrepreneur his whole life as well. Um, I didn't really actually know any better. Um, when I was growing up and I just went into that traditional path and I thought that I was going to be happy. Um, but for me, things started to shift and change when I kind of opened up my eyes and saw that there's a whole other community out there. There's a whole other world out there making money online and it's totally possible. And I think that once I kind of removed myself from my job and I surrounded myself with people who were into business and, um, who wanted to achieve more than just having a job, not to say that having a job is, is, you know, not for, is, uh, a bad thing. It's, it's something that, you know, you may be completely happy in a career, but for me, I, I just wasn't. And when I surrounded myself with other people who were entrepreneurs and that's when the growth and the shift mindset shift really happened for me. And, you know, it's not necessarily that I needed to have friends in person who were entrepreneurs and, uh, you talk to them and learn from them, but there's like, so many people online that are teaching you lots of great things. So I learned a lot from just going onto YouTube and, um, you know, other platforms and hearing other people's stories. I listen to podcasts like almost every single day, right? Just to, yeah. Um, just so that I can, um, you know, continue to work on myself and, and work on my self development every, every day. So for me, money, is about security but i think nobody should be able to tell you how much money you can make mm. and i think the sky is the limit and now that i'm in this full time i am on point to do six figures this year oh. and yeah <laughs> and yeah it's definitely and i celebrate the, these kind of moments you know i celebrate every single turning point for me and I think for me, every time I've thought, oh my God, like, this is so scary. I don't know if I can do this. I've had that little self-doubt. That's when I step back and I, I take that as my chance to leap now. So that's when I start to jump into things. So whatever's scary for me, I know that it's scary from afar. But once I get into it, I know it's going to be, it's going to work out for me. That's an amazing mantra. I think I need to take that and listen to that myself because I think it's so easy to get caught up, to feel overwhelmed, to feel afraid. And actually what you need to do is step back because that scary thing is probably the exact thing that you need to jump into and dive into. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, with, with money, I think when, if you're passionate about something, I know this sounds cliche, like if you're passionate about something, the money will flow, but it is really true once you actually start to apply it in your life and you actually start to really write down the goals. I'm not saying that you need to have like a vision board and, you know, start off and have all these, you know, things like in place, like from day one, and that's when things are going to happen for you. But those, those are meant to be as uh, used as tools to help you get to where you're, you want to go. So for me, 
writing down, I'm already a very visual person. So writing down my goals and reviewing them on a daily basis and on a monthly basis, that helps me a lot um, in my journey. So that's something that I continue to do on a daily basis. Amazing. And what does your self-development or your manifestation process look like on a daily basis? Yeah, so I actually um, have been working on myself mentally, physically, and spiritually. So I get up in the morning, you know, after my son, I get him ready and he goes to school. I actually start off by going to the gym first. So for me, going to the gym, I just helps to clear my head and it helps me to get physically strong and fit so that I can go ahead um, and, you know, have a good day, a productive day ahead. And then I usually, once I get into work, um, I make sure that, you know, obviously in, during the day, I make sure that I have enough to eat, you know, eat small portions throughout the day and, you know, keep myself nutritionally very, very um, good. And then I go ahead and I actually come into work and I, I start off by actually reviewing my sales from previous days. So, um, and I also monthly, like what I've started doing is actually writing down a number for myself monthly that I want to achieve and whether or not I've hit that number, that's, you know, that's not the point. The point is so that I could see, you know, what is my goals and actually what steps I need to take to actually achieve that number for the month. and you know, and then I start off by, you know, writing lists and just taking stuff off my list as, as I go along. And even with my clients as well, like I don't bombard my schedule um, because I am doing it full time and I have time during the weekdays now too to see clients. I schedule them in when I want to schedule them in. So, you know, I, I make sure that I space them out enough so that they have enough time and they don't feel rushed and I don't also feel rushed. And in between, I can actually make sure that I'm fulfilling my orders and getting things down on paper, whatever else I need to do. And then making sure that I have enough time for a break or, you know, to grab a bite to eat as well. That's really, really important for me. Amazing. That sounds like a dream job and a dream situation. I would love to know, I just would love you to expand on this point that you start with looking at your sales first, like your sales for the previous day. Why do you think that is important to have in mind and to like keep front of mind? Yeah, so that for me, I think once I kind of look at those numbers, it's it's not that I'm, I'm you know, money, like it's not that I'm money hungry that I want to look at how much money came into the bank or anything, yeah. but I think finances in a small business, I think that it's important to keep up with that um, because finances are what's going to drive your business forward and what's going to take your business forward. So if you don't have sales, you really don't have a business. Um, but you know, more than that, it's just about, okay, so I had, you know, X amount of sale yesterday. What were the things that led up to that sale? What did I, it, do some more Instagram posts or did I, you know, post stuff on my story? Did I connect with my clients um, more or like, what was it that worked for me previously? And what is it that I can do to actually, um, you know, utilize those things and make my future sales just as good. Or if it's not that good on the previous day, so what steps can I take to move forward in a more positive way for myself? That is stunning. And I hope everyone listening is taking crazy notes on that because that is an amazing way to operate business, like reviewing what's come before so you can know how to control or create the future that you want. 
Yeah, because, you know, one of the things that's going to happen is when you're an entrepreneur and especially when you're starting out, like I don't have much staff that's working with me. The staff that I have are in different countries. So they're actually, you know, fulfilling my orders and doing things. And I have to make sure that I'm bringing in the sales in order to continue to, you know, keep this business going. So, you know, you, you're on your own in the beginning. So you really need to be on top of everything. And now I just recently got into, you know, looking at hiring more staff. So like I have an accountant now that I recently hired and, you know, I, I saw that, you know, I, I want to make sure that he is helping me manage everything so that I don't um, have to feel overwhelmed or bombarded with extra work. I think we try to take on everything ourselves. And that's fine. In the beginning, you can do that. And you will be doing that for a little bit. But it's also important to take a step back and real, like realize when it's time to hire um, people to help you out. Totally. I love everything that you've just said. I'd love to thank you, Mandy, for taking the time to be here on this show and to share all your amazing nuggets of wisdom because there's so much we can really learn from your journey. And just to wrap up now, I'd love to know, are there any lasting thoughts or messages that you want to leave the listeners with? Yeah, so I think that the take key takeaway from this whole journey would be that business is completely all about mindset and in no way shape or form am i completely finished achieving all my goals but yet i've just come a really long way and i've learned to celebrate those wins um and i think that's that's something that i want to get across to everybody is that don't ever feel like things have to be perfect every day. They're not going to be, but learn how to, you know, appreciate the achievements that you've made. And even if it's little, little things, appreciate them, celebrate the wins because that's what's going to take you to the next level. And that's what is going to help to keep your mindset um, in a positive path. Yeah. And that's still something I'm totally learning as well. Like even yesterday I had to, write down I wanted to write down some wins and my mind went completely blank it's so easy to overlook and look at the things that you have left to do especially as a small business owner there's always more ways to improve your marketing more ways yeah. to improve your copywriting and it's so easy to forget like how far you've come and all the you know all your wins as you say yeah and it takes time everything you know my journey wasn't an overnight journey and I think that's with entrepreneurship I think every you know whoever gets into it, we need, we all need to be just patient with ourselves and trust that the process will carry out itself and trust that the world is going to reciprocate exactly what you put out there. So yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. How can listeners get in touch with you if they want to follow your journey or if they want to like experience your brand, how can they find you? Yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram at mkouturehouse. So it's M-K-O-U-T-U-R-E house. I know I spell couture in a different way, but I just put my own twist on it. And uh, you can also find me on my website at www.mkouturehouse.com and on Facebook as well. And yeah, hopefully, you know, don't feel pressured or anything you can always dm me i can i'm always there to help you out if you're an entrepreneur and you just want some nuggets of wisdom or anything i can always help you out 
Amazing. Thank you so much again for joining us today. Thank you, Kaya, for having me. Until next time, guys. That's all for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And if you loved, loved, loved this episode, there's so many key gems in there, make sure you slide into my DMs on Instagram at Kyra the Bold and let me know what you loved and what your key takeaways are. It really helps me create the kind of content that is going to inspire you, empower you, and motivate you to be the be- your best self. And don't forget, if you love the podcast and you're a big fan, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It just takes a few seconds and it just really helps me spread the message of the podcast to people like you and to others all over the world. Thank you so much. See you next time.